Welcome to WVYC's Perspectives. This is an up-close look at the students, faculty, and administrators who make your college unique. This weekly show shines a spotlight on the programs and people here at YCP. This week's host is Jeffrey Schiffman. Welcome to WVYC's Perspectives, and today we are going to be talking to one of the visiting artists on campus here this uh, semester. Her name is Kirsten Lenars. Uh, Kirsten, first of all, thank you for joining us, uh, and uh, welcome. My pleasure. All right. uh, Talk to me a little bit about um, how you became an artist. I became an artist, um, much to my own surprise. (laughs) (laughs) I never uh, grew up with uh, art, and um, but I was always really fascinated with photography. Um, My dad was an avid uh, uh, amateur photographer. Um, He had piles of family albums and uh, like world press photo books and stuff like that. The Times, and uh, and I was just always really fascinated with images of people, and that really I think made me think how we relate to other people often that we don't know through images that we see of them and we kind of make stories about them. Uh, so that, I think that was my first kind of introduction to thinking about how images can create relationships or tell stories. Um, so that I, I, then I got my own camera and I started doing that, but I never thought of it as art in any kind of way. Uh, I went to design school. Um, I thought I was going to be a, a graphic designer um, making, developing um, campaigns for Amnesty International. So it was definitely okay. something about human rights, human relationships that I always was very interested in. Um, I think also, this is maybe a little heavy-handed, but I think it really formed uh, my worldview in a way. I think growing up in the Netherlands at the time, I did, I think, was very aware still of the consequences of the Second World War and how that affected our country and or not just our country, the whole world. Um, and I think that was very much on my mind. I really always, I was a little bit obsessed <laughs> with it, like how could that happen with that question and how, at one, what point do we stop seeing someone else as another human being but this person becomes just fear or or evil and and that's i think it's really shaped me that's it i know it's a big question but it's uh it's something that was always in the back of my mind and i think that's also again this relationship the relationships we foster through other people um i i thought a lot about that so in design school i'll wrap this up quickly (laughs) in design quick in design school my Graphic design teacher actually said, like, I think you should go to art school. I think your ideas are too big for for being a designer. And I, okay. I, I was like, okay, I never thought about that. But <laughs> uh, so he was the one who prompted me to um, go to art school. And uh, I, I tried, I applied for the school and was accepted. And then in that first year, I realized, like, yeah, this is this is my So someone knew, place. someone saw you. Yes. So, all right, so, so you went to, where, and where did you go to school? I went to undergrad in Amsterdam, the Rietveld Academy, which okay. is art school, yeah. How, what brought you to the U.S.? Love. Oh, uh, <laughs> I know. that happened. That, that happened and didn't work out. <laughs> but, uh, no, I, I moved because I fell in love with somebody who lived in Chicago. But I also went to grad school uh, in Chicago at University of Illinois, and um, I loved my time there. I think it also really shaped my work. Um, and I started really making video work there because all of a sudden I had access to cameras and stuff like that. And, and uh, so a whole new world opened up for me. 
So even after the relationship didn't work out, uh, I felt like I really built a community here and my art connections are here now. So I stayed and I started teaching at the School of the Art Institute where I'm now a professor, full-time professor. So that all, all kind of worked out. So no no regrets moving moving here. <laughs> we are talking with artist uh, Kirsten uh, Lenars, who is uh, showing uh, her work here at the college. Uh, the actual show will be running through October the 12th in the Wolf Hall Galleries. How would you describe your work? Uh, uh, I think... It is a cross between uh, what's referred to as social practice, meaning that I my work is always uh, created with um, community specific group of people uh, or individuals. It's a very collective process, but it's also I think um, the questions I ask myself uh, as an artist are really related to thinking about documentary practices and what is a documentary and what does representing somebody mean or representing a story who are you giving voice to or which voices are you amplifying uh which voices are heard or which people are overlooked i think a lot about that so my work i really uh in it through a collective process where the people and that the work is about also uh, really participate in the creative process and kind of creating the images that become the material for my video installation and uh, so are, are you mainly working in video now mainly video uh performance uh, but i would say video is the main body of work yeah all right, I'm going to ask you an interesting question, I, I at least hope. <laughs> Do you consider yourself an artist or uh, like a videographer, filmmaker, that's where, or do you blur the lines? Some, I blur the lines. No, I think somewhere in between. Um, I do think the, yeah, I think, think about film or video or Im I think about image making really as a mo moving image making. And from that perspective, I think, I think more about that as an artist than as a filmmaker. Um, in the sense that, or maybe I'm saying that because so, <laughs> so I, I work with a crew of people. I have, I don't do my own camera. You work. don't, you don't do your own I camera. I do you my don't, own sound. Do I you do your own editing? I do. Yes, editing is a crucial part of of my work uh, because that's where really where I built the narrative and I kind of. Um, yeah, I don't work with a script. Things get improvised well, and because it's a collective process, I don't really. I allow for that space to be open because I want to. Um, create space for what my participants in my projects bring to the table. So, th so it's never already decided what things are going to look like. It happens during my production time, uh, and then so in the edit, I kind of step back in to create that that narrative. So, I mean, in that sense, maybe filmmaking. It's like both. <laughs> Well, you, you certainly have to have some filmmaking skills, especially yes. if you're doing the editing, because yes. the editing is creatively, obviously, you're standing there yeah. as the film and, yeah. and the camera's doing the work, yeah. but it has to be. But the editing, what, what allow, when you do editing, what are you looking for? What are you trying to do? I think when I edit, so often I edit uh, three channel video installations. So images are, uh, there's like three projections right next to each other. Um, and I love working with multiple screens. I think part of um, that allows for not just one perspective on things, but really playing around and what happens if images shift, uh, one image shifts and comes back in another kind of uh, constellation. So all of a sudden it's uh, surrounded by two different images and does that change the meaning of the image? I like thinking about that. Uh, um, 
so think about that. And I think it also really, um, the editing for me is also, I don't want my work to be too didactic. And okay. I think the, uh, um, it's really about kind of a desire to see and a desire to want to see more and to kind of want to, I guess, I don't know if I succeed, but I want the viewer, I want to kind of, to, I'm stumbling over my words. <laughs> I want to entice the viewer or to invite the viewer to kind of look again and kind of think a little bit longer about these images that you're looking at. So I think in that sense, that's what I'm doing with the editing. It's almost like a weaving process. Um, uh, and I love editing and I'm very concise. I take forever, like the, the piece that is going to be up now, it's 285 hours of editing. So wow. <laughs> just, yeah. yeah. That makes me cross-eyed just thinking about it. <laughs> we are talking with the artist uh, Kirsten Linares, uh, who will be exhibiting here at uh, your college uh, through October the 12th. It'll be in the Wolf Hall Galleries. You can see her work. What, what are you hoping that people take away when they go to Wolf and see what are you hoping they walk away from that experience with? Uh, so this project that I'm showing there it's called Rehousing the American Dream it's a three year project uh, that I uh, collectively made with 24 middle school students from Milwaukee half of the group of those students is American born half of the group when I started working with them uh, were recent refugees that had come to America uh, and had been less than a year in the United States uh, and this was in um, early 2016, so just when the elections started to happen. It was a project commissioned by the Hegarty Museum of Art, was part of Marquette University in uh, Milwaukee, and um, it was meant to be a one-year project. Uh, and then after uh, um, I started talking, and it was kind of focusing on history of Milwaukee, um, uh, <laughs> Milwaukee has a really interesting um, housing situation, similar to Detroit, except for Detroit, everybody knows about the blight and the uh, uh, boarded up houses, but in Milwaukee, that's happening too. So it was, the project kind of focused about this idea of the American dream, having your own home, what that means, uh, but who is this American dream really for and who has access to it? So kind of questioning that. And in light of the then upcoming elections, it more and more became also about thinking about um, home and belonging and uh, immigration, especially also working with this uh, one half of the group being recent refugees. This became a whole other discussion about belonging and home and um in in context of the american dream and so uh after the uh after the elections uh the show was up uh, so we created a video work around this idea of the american dream and the kids interpretation of that uh and after the show was up and the elections happened and the outcome <laughs> happened and uh kids were very disappointed in in the outcome and also fearful um, and then we decided with the museum that it was important to continue this project and not just stop the conversation there. So uh, last summer, this past summer, I did the third iteration um, and refocused on freedom. The second year, we focused on the uh, idea of the future, the American dream and the future, and what, has, what will America look like 50 years from now, which is... Um, really hard when you're 12 years old to mm. that. Uh, and this year we focused on freedom so together it's really I think this um, pretty incredible body of work uh, not just kind of thinking about this big idea of the American dream which is is such a um, 
I think such a, uh, how do you say that, symbolic idea for America. Uh, And maybe I also think that as a foreigner in America, it's like what everybody, you know, it's what what drives people to these states. But what is it really? And what does it really mean? And and how is it practiced? Or how can we reimagine it? So I think thinking about that, but also seeing these kids that actually are so brilliant, in my biased opinion. (laughs) And, uh, um, you know, their visions on it, but also... um, their their imagination and their ability to kind of also imagine a different kind of way of relating to each other and uh, I hope people kind of look at that and and um, kind of maybe open themselves up for new ways of seeing or new ways of of uh, relating to uh, to the, not only to the the idea the history but also of what is possible what can be next. Kirsten Lenars, uh, the exhibit is at uh, the Wolf Hall Galleries. Uh, we'll run through October the 12th. Thank you very much. Uh, we hope people will stop by and see it. So too. Thank you for hosting me. Thanks for joining us for WVYC's Perspectives. The program airs weekly on Mondays and Fridays at 9 o'clock. Public Affairs program is also available as a podcast at wvyc.podbean.com. Jeffrey Schiffman serves as the Executive Director of Perspectives. We hope you join us again for this in-depth look at the York College community.